0: Hallelujah. 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 Hmm. In four days, I'm sitting in an airplane. Frankfurt, Beijing, Mongolia. Very cold. And we will have another fire conference. Because the Mongolian people, they are so hungry for Jesus. They are so hungry for more... They're coming from all over the country. It's a huge country. Huge. They will travel two, or three days only to experience the presence of God in the capital city of Mongolia, Ulaanbaatar. One day we had a conference in a soccer game stadium and it never happened before. A hundred thousand people showed up. And so many people got healed. They brought the sick people out of the hospital. Because in Mongolia, Mongolia is such a poor country. If you go to the hospital, you don't go to for healing. You go to die. So they brought all the sick people and they carried them over the streets on madras to get <laughs> healed. There was one lady. She, she was, she was, um, the doctor told her, in a few days you, you will die. She had a big hole in her stomach. And it smelled terrible. And she stood in front of me and I tried to, 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 to pray for her, but uh, I couldn't touch her. She slained slain in the spirit for hours. And when she got up, she was completely healed. We have to be open for the Holy Ghost. And you have to believe in, in Jesus. Amen. Amen? But you have to believe in you. You have to believe Jesus inside of you. This is so important. What do you think is the most, um, the most valuable, the most valuable instrument in the church? Who? You? Yeah? Because you can play guitar or the keyboard. No? There, there, was, a, there was an auction, and they sold a lot of antique stuff. Very, very valuable pictures and and furnitures and many things like that. And finally, there was an old, old, old broken violin left. And the guy who was responsible for this auction he said, "Who wants to buy this violin? Who wants to give some money for that?" And someone lifted up his hand, raised his hand. He said, "I give twenty dollars." And another one said, "I give forty dollars." And the next one said, okay, I give $50. And the guy who was responsible for this whole meeting, he, he was not satisfied. And finally, on the back there was one man. He got up and he came to the, to the, to the stage and he took this violin, broken, dusty, not really tuned. He looked at it and <laughs> he blew away the dust. He fixed it a little bit, he tuned the violin, and then he started playing. And in, in, in some seconds, the whole auction changed into a first-class classical concert. <laughs> and everyone realized, wow, this guy, he's he he's really is a master. He's a master, he can play, he's champion. And they listen, and they listen, and they enjoy the music, and then he finished the whole thing, and he placed the violin on stage, and he went back to his seat. And it was a moment of silence. And then everyone got up, everyone got up, standing ovation, non-stop standing ovation. Everyone realized, boy, this guy was a master. And so, after some minutes, someone cried to the whole room, "I give fifty thousand for that violin." and i give 100,000 wow. and i give 120,000 and 150,000 when when i heard this story i said oh that's that's amazing that's me that's me i was broken my life was full of dust i wasn't tuned at all not tuned at all bad sound my life was a bad sound and then the master, Jesus is the master of life. In the, in, the, in the German Bible, it's always written, Jesus is the master, Jesus the master, the master, the master. Master, master, what shall we do? What do you say? What do you think? Master. And then Jesus, the master of life, he showed up in my life and he fixed it. And I found out, for him, I'm the most valuable tool in the church. And I want to share a little bit, what, what is really going on in our ministry when I got saved I, I shared this yesterday we prayed we, 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 uh, we were reading the Bible and we went on the street to the highways and the byways and we preached the gospel but we didn't have any program no Sunday morning service can you believe that No Sunday morning service, (laughs) wow, and 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 no Bible study Wednesday night or whatever, no structures, and we didn't sing any song to Jesus. Because I thought I grew up in the church, and so the music in the church was to me all boring, you know, boring choir, boring organ, you know, it was so boring to me and. When I was without Jesus for more than 10 years, I was really, I was really hooked on music and rock and roll music. I, played, I had my own band and so on and so on. And so it, it, it never came into my mind to sing a song to Jesus, but I love Jesus. I was so in love with Jesus. And then we, we got baptized by the Holy Spirit, and immediately worship was born in the Spirit. When Jesus talked... When Jesus had his conversation with the prostitute, remember the the prostitute? He was talking to her and he was convicting her about her lifestyle, five men and things like that. And out of nothing, they had a conversation about worship. You know? They talked about worship. And she said, Master, where's the right, right place to worship? Jerusalem or here in Samaria? And Jesus said, no, it's not about Jerusalem, it's not about Samaria. The Father is spirit, and he's, he's, he's looking, he's searching for, for worshipers. They are worshiping him in the spirit. Yes. And when, when God baptized us with the Holy Ghost, we started worshiping in the spirit. Today we call it prophetic worship, or we call it spontaneous worship. So in those days, we never thought about such terms. And we worshiped for hours and new songs, always new songs, always prophetic songs. There was no worship leader. There was no leader in our movement, and this was a real revival movement. People got saved every day. It was a big movement. It was a, we shaked the whole city with the gospel. Everyone was shaking except the church. Really, the church was sleeping yeah. <laughs> I could tell you stories. <laughs> the police showed up, and they, they were searching in our apartments. they were searching after drugs and things like that. They could not believe what we told them that we got rid of drugs, and they found only Bibles and posters. We painted our biblical posters by ourselves, and we placed them all over the city. and yeah it was, it was, it was a crazy time. We thought we have to reach the city. Yeah, we have to shake the city. It's, it's, it's about the city. I tell you, I think, personally, I think every city should have a church without walls. Every city should have a, a service open for all the Christians in the cities. And the lost. And we were working on that. And then two years later, God spoke to us. I have other sheep in my gate. And I was really shocked. <laughs> I thought, where are they? And he spoke to us about, about the other churches. So I, I thought, okay, I want to meet all those people. I want to I see my, my family. Because for me, it was clear, only one church in one city. On. The letter to the Corinthians. And then in the book of Revelation, the letter to Laodicea in Philadelphia. And uh, so uh, to me, it was, it's very, very important. I have to know my family in our city. It was a city big like Reading. So we went to the first church, and I got a culture shock. <laughs> it was called like a fridge. <laughs> they were praying for a Bible for 25 years. Nothing happened. And one morning, I showed up with, with, with many, many of my friends, wild-looking hippies. D- deep in love with Jesus. Experienced miracles. Supernatural provision. So we showed up in that church. And they got shocked. They got scared. They thought, we will destroy the whole church. They started praying, Lord, protect us, the blood of Jesus, cover us. And... And so this was Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. And 11 o'clock, everything was over. And they came and they asked questions. I didn't understand the language. It was such a holy language, you know, I didn't understand. it. So we went from church to church to church. And, and in the first church, they said... You know you don't have to go to other churches. This church is good for you. This is the best church for you. You will have you will you will find everything what you need here in the church. And I said, oh that's not much. <laughs> and then we went from church to church to church and I said, oh my god. They got stuck. They got stuck in religion for years and years and years because I grew up in church. I knew it. And after 12 years Went first time to church, to different churches, and uh, I won't say um, a name of a congregation, but I went to the churches, and nothing happened. Nothing changed. They didn't realize, they told me that later, we found in every church, we found some good people. Some good, hungry people, only a few and they told us, yo, we saw those pictures, we saw those posters in the city, and we saw, hmm, are there other Christians in our city? Sleeping, deep sleep, deep sleep. Going to church every, every Sunday. And uh, so, so nothing happened. The music was still the same. And I was really discouraged. You know, in one church, an elderly lady, she, she talked to me and she said, How long are you are you a Christian? I, I never heard this question. And I started counting the weeks, the months. And so then she found out I'm a young Christian in the kingdom of God. And she said, Oh, yeah, yeah. When I was so young with Jesus, I was so on fire. But I tell you, young man, the fire will burn down and down and down and down. <laughs> and, and, and I. I, I, I I said to myself and to Jesus never never my fire will increase it will grow hallelujah Hallelujah. the fire of God never burns down never ever if this happened to you something is wrong (laughs) (laughs) something is complete wrong and I was really discouraged and many of my friends they said no we don't go to churches this is nothing for us. Somebody left Jesus. They got so discouraged. And one day, a friend of mine, he was an owner of a well-known, very famous discotheque in a big city in Germany, and he gave his life to Jesus and his wife, and he sold the whole discotheque, and he took all the money and gave it into Welsh Mission. That's a real, real salvation. And so we were connected and one day he showed up and he said, you know, I met a good church. I met people there, they're worshiping like we worship because our worship was freestyle. We never sang songs. Only spontaneous. And very seldom, very seldom somebody came up with a, with a hymn. Very seldom. But on, and then this was really anointed. And so he talked to me a little bit about this church. I said, what church is this? He said, 80 old people. I said, what? 80 old people, but they are so on fire with Jesus, you have to come. I could not believe what he, what he told me. And uh, so I went with him to, to the place, and uh, they welcomed us so, so warm, so full of love, we never saw them before, but they hugged us, they kissed us, welcome in the kingdom of God. There was, there was such an atmosphere of love and acceptance. Complete different culture. Complete different. But they were filled with the Holy Ghost. We were filled with the Holy Ghost. Boom. It made click. Connection. Yeah, it's, it's not a matter about culture. It's not a matter about structures or styles or whatever. It's, it's a matter about the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm traveling all over the world, and I meet people that they never saw them before. And when I see them, and they are full with the Holy Ghost, tick, click. And then we run together for the kingdom. Amen. So they were together, and, and not in, 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 in chairs like this. Not like in the cinema. So they, <laughs> they, they were sitting in, in a circle. Many rows in a circle. And uh, I didn't see any leader. But they started worshipping. And they worshipped in the spirit. When I'm talking about worship in the spirit, then I'm talking about the prophetic or worship uh, in other tongues. And those old people, they started singing. It was so beautiful. And I saw all over instruments... There was no worship leader. There was no stage. There was no light. There was no platform of entertainment. All over instruments, trumpets and violins and guitars and all kinds of stuff. They brought it, they came together very natural and they they started playing and singing in the spirit. 10 minutes, Uh 20 minutes. And the anointing, anointing came so heavy upon us. 30 minutes, then somebody was playing his instrument and there was such an anointing of that instrument. Boy, it, was, it was like a message, a message of God's love. And then somebody got up and he gave a message in other tongues and another person got up and gave the interpretation And another person got up and came up with a prophetic word. And another man stood up and he gave a message of 10 minutes, 15 minutes. And I realized he's not done. And then the next guy in another corner, he got up and he gave the second part. And another guy got up, he gave the third part. And another guy got up, he gave the fourth part. And then it was done. And then healing showed up, very sovereign by the Holy Spirit. And it was all uh, based on worship. Again and again and again. They worshipped in the spirit. And a service of uh, three and four hours. It it, it was so fast over. I was really discouraged when it was over. And I thought, where's the leader? Where's the pastor? And I I went many times there. And then finally I found out this is a young man. A messianic, messianic Jewish young man he was in the bible school and this this old people they had a terrible time behind them they they came out of a split and they asked a young man from the bible school can you take care of this group for for 3 months uh, we are searching a pastor and he did not know what to do and he said holy spirit you have to help me i have no idea to lead those old people <laughs> and he was always in the back and and he encouraged The people to worship to come together like this. And I found out in First Corinthians fourteen twenty six that's so biblical. When you are coming together when you coming when you are coming together, everyone has something fresh from God. Not only the leader, not only the pastor, not only the worship leader. And I said, this is so biblical. And I I remember once I was in the service and they they worshipped again so long in the spirit and the presence of God lifted us up. And I tell you, this is a complete different dimension. If you would worship to come together and if you would worship 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour in, in other tongues, this will lift you up in a complete different dimension. And then a guy prophesied, you have to go to the highways and the Bibles to the red-light district of the city and preach the gospel. And we, we call it, this is the, the, the district where we have the most red-light baths in whole Europe. And I said, yes, okay, Lord, we will do that. And then they watched me and they said, you have to come with us. And so we went every Saturday on the street in the Red Light District, and we brought what we what we experienced, what we created, what we celebrated in in the in the building. We brought the whole thing on the street, and we worshipped in other tongues on the street. We did our service on the street, and very often I have a, a, I give a message for some minutes, and in one year. 176 people got saved, and they all joined this church. One of them is the leader today, next generation, over next generation. And then out of that, there was a very, very famous charismatic movement born, what influenced the whole world. So then later, I, I was confronted with different streams in the body of Christ. And I thought we have to have bands. Mm. You know, we have to have bands, and we created our own bands. And I tell you, it was, a, it was an amazing time when the anointing was on bands. When the anointing was on bands. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in, in Berlin, there was a techno parade 1.5 million people from all over the world, a whole weekend drugs sex wild dancing very loud 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 techno music and uh, one day I, I I joined them and I was in the middle of the crowd and I said God we have to change that this is a baptism of darkness in our capital city and God said we have to we have to go into worship there you have to go into worship there so I took our worship band, Teng it's a It's a Mongolian name. We got it in Mongolia. <laughs> when we worshipped in Mongolia, they, they always said, Teng do." Teng means heavenly music, heavenly song. So we went to Berlin and we, we went into that big crowd and we worshipped like crazy in the spirit. Not singing songs. Worshipping in the spirits. And this techno parade never happened in Germany again. Never happened again. This is transformation. This is transformation. It's all about transformation. It's about your personal transformation. It's about transformation of a city, transformation of a nation, transformation of nations, transformation of areas, of people groups. So we saw very anointed times when we had our worship bands. We had, I don't know how many worship bands uh, during the millennium when everyone was talking about Y2K. Yep. Maybe you remember I was laughing about Y2K. <laughs> this was the most stupid thing that I ever heard. And I saw those crazy prophets. We worshipped 72 hours nonstop on Y2K with 10,000 people from 47 different nations. And bands, bands, and this was anointed. I went with our band to Mongolia. When I went first time to Mongolia, God spoke to me very clear. This is not about individuals. This is not about saving individuals. I have given you the whole nation. And you have to disciple the whole nation. And when we went first time to Mongolia, there was not one church in Mongolia. And we arrived after three, three weeks traveling through Poland and Belarus and Russia and Siberia. And we had accidents and we, 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 we had to bring people back to Germany because they broke their ribs and all kinds of stuff. The devil was really hating us and against us. But finally, after three weeks, we arrived in the capital city of West Mongolia. And we did not know what to do and we worshipped on the black market. <laughs> Drunken people, violent people, Buddhists, shamanists, atheists. There was no church at all. And we worshipped. And the Holy Spirit came so strong. When we were singing the first song, there was a blind man. He was, he was an old man. He, was, he didn't know his age. And he was born blind without pupils. During the first worship song, it was very simple, hallelujah. You know, yesterday yeah, you started this charismatic song, hallelujah. We, we did sing this song and, 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 and he got his sight back. First time in his life he could see very clear. And he came, he came to me, he took the microphone, he, he, gave, he gave testimony and then I said, do you know who did that to you? He said, no, I only know something. You started singing and got, I got my sight back. And he gave his life to Jesus. And the next day, and the next day, whole villages showed up from all around this area, and they, 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 they asked us, uh, is, it, "Is there is it possible to see Doctor Jesus?" <laughs> we have heard uh, Doctor Jesus is in town. And is it possible to, to meet Dr. Jesus because we don't have, we have uh, uh, not good medic- medical care. We don't have any doctors and we have so many sick people. And, and we took our young people from Germany with us and they, they cast out demons and they prayed for the sick. And so revival broke out. Hundreds of Mongols, they, they, they gave their life to Jesus. And the key was worship on the black market. And two of our students, we have a, we have a really wild school. I mean, a uh, wild school, yeah. We should, oh Lord, we should change our name. Wild school. <laughs> and two of our students, they, they said, we will stay here. Until you will send some other missionaries. Because you can leave without anybody taking care for them. And it was cold. It was very cold. And then we got persecuted and my translator he was in danger, a a Mongolian woman, we had to bring her overnight to another city and things like that. So they stayed for the next three months and they took care for the for the new believers. And then we did send some others. It was august nineteen ninety two. And since then we are in Mongolia constantly. And we see revival in Mongolia. It's, it's amazing. The Moravians, they tried to enter Mongolia. never happened. And then God spoke to us. It's not, it's not about individuals. It's about the whole nation. And you have, you have to go in the Gobi Desert. Come with your band in the Gobi Desert. And organize a worship concert without any people only Jesus, only for Jesus. I said, oh my God, <laughs> this cost a lot of money. You know, the, the Mongolia is, this was very poor in those days, and you could not rent equipment, you could not buy equipment, traveling, airfares, tickets, all kinds, big generator, there's no no electricity in the Gobi Desert. And uh, I shared this uh, vision with our congregation, I thought, boy, they will think, now he's t- totally crazy. And uh, I I, I thought people will give us money to take care for the poor and the needy, but to have a worship thing in the Gobi Desert without people, who will give the money for that? (laughs) Two days later, I was in my office (laughs) and the rich man from Lüdenscheid, he stopped with this fancy car in front of my office. He was by an accident in that meeting and he said, I like that. And he took his wallet, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000. He almost paid everything. So then we went to Mongolia. We went into the Gobi Desert. It was so stupid. It was very hot in the Gobi Desert. It's very hot. And there's only sand, 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 sand. I was searching a place and everyone, every place to me in the Gobi Desert looked, looked the same to me. And God said, "Always no, no, no." And the next day we went to go with there, and I said, "Maybe this is a good place. It looked the same like yesterday, you know." And he said, "No." And finally, he said, "This is the place." And he, this place looked the same like all the places before. <laughs> Can you understand God? I, I don't. I don't. He's a kind of crazy. My God is a kind. Of, He's kind of crazy. I tell you. And then we we started worshiping. And we worshiped and we worshiped for hours, for hours, no people. It was not entertaining people. It was not about party, it was about, it was about Jesus, loving Jesus. And I, in the midst of it, I said, "Jesus, why are you? Why did you calling us here?" Could you a little bit explain it to me? And he said, "Yes, uh, I didn't find any stupid people like you." Yeah. <laughs> are you ready to be? Are you ready to be stupid? Are you ready to be a fool for Jesus? Yeah. It's better to be a fool for Jesus than a fool for the devil. Yeah. Yeah. This is our problem. We think so much about our image. Hmm? I tell you something. It's better to be a fool for Jesus than a fool for the devil. And Jesus said, if you won't receive the kingdom as a little child, you won't see it. And we try to enter as adults, as people with a lot of knowledge, very well educated in theology. Forget your theology. It's all stupid. My theology is very simple. Loving Jesus. And loving the whole world. And so we worshiped there. And we had great times of spirit warfare and and praise and very uh, intimacy, songs, things like that. And uh, finally, Irene was prophesying. She was prophesying like crazy. And... uh, and then she was digging her Bible in the sand of the desert. And she was prophesying the golden word of God for Mongolia. And she ended up with gold for the Gobi Desert. Gold for the Gobi Desert. Ten years later, I flew with a little airplane with our Mongolian pastors in different places in Mongolia. We planted all over churches, and we, we, we arrived in the, in the Gobi Desert. And when I was the first time in the Gobi Desert, there was no airport. We landed in the desert. Poor people, a poor city, no hotel, nothing to eat, very dirty. Everything was very dirty. real pioneer situation, real missionary station. So 10 years later, we landed in a brand new airport. Brand new streets, brand new infrastructure in the, ch- in the, in the city, new houses, beautiful pay- playgrounds for the children. And our church building, wow, I never saw such a beautiful church building like ours in the Gobi Desert. And I was asking the pastor, what has happened to this area? And he said, once this area was the poorest area of, of, uh, of Mongolia. No, it's the richest. What? What happened? They found gold. Real gold. They found real gold in the Gobi Desert. And companies from Korea and companies from Canada and China, they're digging after gold and they're still doing it. There's so much gold in the Gobi Desert. I love to go with the band anointed worship. I love to do it. We worshiped in presence and the Holy Spirit felt. But one day I looked around in the church. I thought something is I'm not I'm not comfortable anymore. And I found out, so forgive me when I'm when I'm really open tonight. I found out there's so much entertainment in the church. There's so much entertainment. It's all about the profis, the big preachers, the big leaders, the famous bands, the stages, the lights, the CDs, the business. And I thought, oh God, this is wrong. This is wrong. We need reformation. We need reformation. This is so far away from the Bible. This is so far away from when Paul wrote to the to the to the first church of Corinth, if you are coming together, everyone has something. Right. And I tell you something, you are much more worth than sitting on your chair and consuming a word from the preacher or <laughs> you, you 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 know you are not dependent on the worship leader. And he has to bring you in the presence of God. There's so much burden. There's so much burden on worship leaders very often. I tell you something. To me, I'm I'm telling you this. To me, for years, the time of worship leaders is over. It's all about the body of Christ. You are the most valuable Tool, You are the most valuable instrument in God's hand. Yes. When we are coming together, everyone has something. Yes. And when we celebrated with those many nations over millennium, it was really strong. There was a really strong the presence of God. When I left that conference, God spoke to me, I will do something new. And I did not know what he was telling me and then I started praying about all that and then I, I gathered our community together, together and I said, let's stop with worship bands oh. you know oh, that's something they looked at me, they said what? we just started getting famous I said, um, I don't like to have a stage anymore. What do you want? I said, let's come together. Let's come together every morning on our prayer mountain. We have a prayer mountain for the nation, a prayer walk, and a prayer house for the nation, big prayer house. And let's come together without any program. just giving our time back to God. What an adventure. It was not easy. I released a crisis. I like that. (laughs) I like to release crisis. (laughs) But we came together every morning without program. And it it it, it got better and better and better. And one morning we were together, and one of our leaders said to me, "We have to start." I said, "We already did it." And he said, "No, they they're talking. We are starting at eight o'clock. They are talking for fifteen minutes. We should start." I said, "No, we already we already started. We we gave our time to Jesus." And he said, "Yeah, but we have to do something. Otherwise, they will talk in half an hour, or they will talk." an hour, and I told him, and what is the problem? <laughs> and what is the problem? <laughs> Maybe they will talk two hours, and what is the problem? <laughs> we won't release the third world war through that. And then I said to him, I'm about, but I'm sure somebody will start in the spirit, and we will follow, like the eagles. And then our students, they started worshipping in other tongues. And we did that for two years. Every morning. People, they changed their working time. They got so hungry to be part of that time. Mostly it was a time of two hours from 8 to 10, sometimes longer, sometimes not so long. And they changed their working time. Everyone was involved. And every meeting was different, believe it or not. Believe it or not. And so the Holy Spirit trained us in that Bible scripture. When you are coming together, everyone has something. And meanwhile, our congregation is so trained to to worship in the Spirit. You know, after two years, we thought we have to bring it in our main service. We don't have any Sunday service. Sunday you can go to a different church or you can sleep. <laughs> we kill the holy cow. <laughs> we, we 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 have a Saturday night service. So we have time. We have really time and so our services they go going four hours, sometimes five hours. And and so and in our service, we, we did it in the old way. You know, the band, they tried to, to lead the people into the presence of the Lord. What a burden. <laughs> it's not always fun. It's not always fun for a pastor, for a leader, to stay in the presence of the people. And, and, and he, has, he knows I should bring them into the presence of God. And I think this is, this is complete Old Testament your pastor is not responsible to bring you in the presence of God you should bring the presence of God into the service into the meeting this is something different hallelujah reformation <laughs> and and one day i said let's let's change everything in our in our hall so no bands anymore no chairs like this like a cinema you know where you can See your beautiful. Come on, what about? Yeah, this is so beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so we changed it, and uh, so the, the stage is still there, but we are painting on the stage. Our children, they are painting there. They're dancing, so it's, it's just there. And we 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 we, we, we uh, organized the chairs in a circle, and then open microphones, okay. open for everyone. Not only for the pastor. and yeah. So in the past, people, they came, you know, I have a prophetic word. Can I bring it? And then I started to think, is it from God? Is it not from God? You know, I'm not God. <laughs> That's not right. If you have a prophetic word, give it, and the whole congregation shall prove it. That's biblical. But we are running to our leaders, you know, and can I say something? Not oh <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, yeah. So we changed it, and we encouraged all the people. we are doing it public, in public. Hey, bring your instruments, bring your violin, bring your harp, bring bring what you ever can carry, bring it to the service, but maybe you won't play, <laughs> or maybe you will play it. Somewhere in the corner it's not about t- entertainment. you don 't have to show us how good you are. it 's all about Jesus to worship Jesus about himself. it 's great adventure, I tell you. So first, first Saturday night, we opened the gates, and the people were running, and they were used to have a special the, the, the seat, you know, always the same seat. And they came into the service and... Oh, 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 where's my seat? <laughs> oh dear. Oh, dear. We don't want to be religious, but we got so fast stuck in religious things. I tell you. And I said to them, there's no seat anymore for you. You have to find... A new place. You have to find a new place in the Spirit. And you have to find a new place here. And you have to find a new place in our congregation. It was not easy. People left. People were really challenged. But meanwhile, we are more and more known in Germany for something new, for reformation. Celebrating Jesus, the goodness of Jesus together. And you should see our young people, the, the children, in the spirit. They're, they're, they're painting pictures. It's awesome. And in the next second, they, they, they run to the microphone. And they, they sing prophetic songs. It's amazing. Wow. There's such an anointing. And I found out we have so many gifted people. I thought our bands—they—they—they they, they, they hold people back from jump into creativity. And 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 our the people in our technique—they are very challenged. <laughs> it's very difficult to to handle all that from from the technique. But so meanwhile if you would sing a prophetic song immediately it will be written on the screen your words and everyone is drawing this thing, this song yeah and the music the, the the musicians they they are serving us you know they are, they are serving your songs and what what is going on in the, in the, in a the, the congregation they, they are servants they they are they are creating a, a carpent. Where we can walk on it. And I tell you, after some hours, everyone is equipped. Everyone is equipped. Everyone is encouraged. Think about that. I don't know about America, but I think it's the same. In Germany, we have every Sunday, every Sunday, round about one million preachings. Every Sunday. Good messages, very good messages, stupid messages, all kinds, yeah? One million. But no one gets saved. We need revival. We have only two percentage born again Christians in Germany. The churches, the big churches, the state churches, they're empty. They're selling their buildings. It's dark. This is a Europe, it's all over Europe, completely secularized. And we as leaders, we have such a difficult time to say, stop, we have to think about it. Something is wrong. Yeah. Something is wrong. I tell you, something is wrong in the church. Yeah. And, God, and God wants to bring you in, 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 in position. In position. And, and our people, when they come to church, is completely different. In the past, they came and they were expecting a message. They were expecting prayer. You know, how wrong is that? You go to church and then, oh, I hope the guest speaker, I hope the guest speaker, he will pray for me. And if not, you're discouraged. And then the, the service is over. We're running after the guest speaker. Hey, can you pray for me? Don't come to me and do this. I don't pray for you. I tell you something, if I have something from God for you, I will come to you. You don't have to run after me. You are so valuable in the kingdom of God. You are the most valuable instrument. Your voice, your voice is unique. And sometimes people have not such a good voice, but when they have something prophetic from God and they take the microphone and they start singing, you know, God is anointing them. And then there's questions, you know, from all those leaders. What happens if someone comes and is doing stupid stuff? Oh, we can handle that. (laughs) We can handle that. No problem. You know, we start a service. And if then the, the, evil, the eagle is, is starting, you know, the, the prophetic eagle and we fly and different songs and words of knowledge and oh, we go higher and higher. And then somebody is taking the microphone and he's singing something. And it's complete out of space. Zzz. I need to say something. Yeah. We had a prayer meeting here, 24 hour. This kind of meeting just a week before he came. He did not know that. And the things he's talking about every Friday, we have these kind of meetings in our home. They're Holy Spirit. We are just getting ready to launch our Sunday meeting in the afternoons on Sunday to have these kind of spirit-led. He did not know this. He did not know this. I did not know this word would be spoken. This is so much the Lord this reformation that he's about to bring. The reformation is not the great man or woman of God. It is the church of the living God, the body of Christ. It is you. It's all about you. Yeah. And when somebody is bringing something not so spiritual, and the eagle is flying like the and... Somebody's taking the microphone and, oh, I should be healed, I should be healed. And we are, we are prophesying about Jesus on the white horse, so it doesn't fit, you know. <laughs> and, the, and the eagle is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Meanwhile, we are, we are so, so, so good in that. So when we, 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 we pray, stop him, Lord, stop her and he's doing this and then after that we jump we go back where we were it's not about critis- criticizing somebody maybe later we can talk about that with people and so it's it's, it's 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 a learning thing and I think God wants to bring you back he wants to bring you back you are so valuable you have so many to give you know the, the first church was so different the first church was so different. The first church was full of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, yeah, and yeah. what well, it was—such a, such, a, so many spiritual riches. Mm-hmm. Rich. They were so spiritual rich in the first, and then very soon they got religious, and it developed the body of Christ, the the, the organic the body of Christ, moved by the Holy Spirit, developed into a power system yeah. with positions positions and very soon we failed we failed and I believe in our days we need a reformation we need a reformation when we are coming together, it's not about some people on stage sorry it's not entertainment it's not about party, it's coming together and serving each other in the Holy Spirit we, when we come together, we, we all prophesy. Yes. We all prophesy. How is it possible with some hundred people? You can go together and you can prophesy over each other. We have times when I, when I release the people, hey, go to somebody and prophesy, and immediately the whole, the whole church is prophesying over each other, and everyone is encouraged. Amen. What about the gifts of the Holy Spirit? What about the word of knowledge? What about a message in other tongues, interpretation? What about miracles? What about supernatural faith? What about the gifts of the Holy Spirit? The gifts of the Holy Spirit are so important to uh, glorify Jesus. Amen? Amen? So then we did it with bigger congregations <laughs> with 2,000 people. And it works. And you know I found out something the church is really captive the church is really there's so much fear of men. so people come in our service and then they see this they see people dancing or painting or singing or whatever and then after the service they're coming oh, it was so wonderful your dance was so wonderful I, I really i there was something in me i oh, I was close to dance, and why didn 't you do it? I was scared, okay, then we have to deal with that. The church is captive in a golden cage. I was captive in a rusty, dark, dirty cage by the enemy yeah. then Jesus showed up he delivered me and I was free and then I joined church in general and I tried to learn and uh, I didn't know what to do in the church with the church and so I tried this and this and this and, 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 and very very fast I was captive I was captive in a golden cage And I see that today. The church is captive in a golden cage. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge the church. Hey, come out of the cage. You are born to be free. You are born to be wild. (laughs) Amen? You are born to be fly like an eagle. Yeah, the eagle's nest. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) And I tell you, Reading should have a service with freedom for the city. With freedom for the city. And then the Holy Spirit, he comes and he gives prophetic words. Not only for you personally, for the city, maybe for the nation, maybe for nations. Yes. Yes. And we did it with 2,000 people and it worked. And I went to different nations, to Thailand and to Mongolia. And so we are changing very slowly. We, we bring change, we bring a reformation in that area. This is not the only one area, but we need a change in that area. When I came in the church, only organ, only ball, boring choirs, and and, and, and and then we brought we brought the drum. You know? I will never forget when we when we played when we played uh, we, we created a, a modern choir with a drum. Oh people were shocked. <laughs> Devil is coming to the church. With oh, the flesh, I registered. I, I stay against him. <laughs> We organized. We had the first rock and roll, the first Christian rock and roll band in Germany. Oh dear! You know, half of the crowd there—they left. This is from the devil. This is from the devil. And I, I was so glad to, to to hear songs from Larry Norman. Why should the devil the devil have all the good music? And, and and so, this was a real pioneer seasons. But n- now we have this all over. I mean, every little church has a stage, big light. Good musicians, yeah, really good musicians. I like good music, yeah, but we don't have the presence of God. We don't flow with the Holy Spirit. And you are more worth than that to sit in the church, to bring your money, to say yes, to buy messages or whatever, to give your tithe and to survive, yeah. Oh, I hope I survive this week with God and I will make it. Amen. Hallelujah. Shall we do something different tonight? Yes. Can we s- stand? And um, uh, what about time? Oh, yes, we have time. Okay. Can we um, move the chairs? Yes.